This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts tonight. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, I got some news to go over. So we got a word on the street segment tonight. I'll also be going over some college football and also the NFL action over the weekend. I'm going to skip the basketball news just into, just for now. Uh, just for now. Um, I'm also, um, um, I'll just tell y'all what happened. I uploaded my newest video, uh, my upon for the review of Batman Forever. It's a little copyright thing going on right now, so I had to re-edit it. That re-edit it. I'm re-uploading uh, re it as we speak. So uh, give it some time. We're just on the final countdown for that. So look out for that. Uh, maybe you get a double shot of Jamal tonight, El Jamal tonight. So let's see what happens. Hopefully, my fingers are crossed. I'll get a notification as soon as it's uploaded. So maybe I'll let you know before we guys are done. All right, y'all. Uh, like I said, we have a whole lot of news to get through, so let's get through it with this World on the Street segment. Uh, now, the coronavirus, that's the biggest thing I wanted to talk about. Now, the CDC is predicting that there could be between 260,000 and 280,000 deaths of, uh, from COVID by December. Uh, there's currently 10.5 million people around the world. Uh, actually, I think it's in the U.S. Uh, that have cases with almost 250,000 people dying. Um, the numbers are not super strong, but again... Um, the rate of infection seems to be kind of high. Um, they don't seem to know what's going on in terms of testing. So, again, I mean, I'm not saying lose your mind about it, but just be on. Just be cognizant. Just be aware of what's going on. Take your vitamins, of course. Stay out of large gatherings unless you know these people, of course. I'm not going out as much as I don't need to. Actually, ain't too much stuff open, so I'm not even going out anyways. And b besides... I'm a homebody. I know it's easy for me to say something like that. I know it's not easy for everybody else to go there and say that because it's like, oh, man, you know, I'm not a homebody. But I am. So, I mean, I get it. But not everybody is. So, uh, but, you know, cases are on the rise. You got to stay safe. I, you know, I don't want to take that chance. Uh, 180,000 infections have occurred. Uh, and that's nine days straight. So each day, of course, like I'm saying, for nine straight days, there were 100,000 infections in this country. Uh, Utah, uh, states like Utah are seeing dramatic increases of infection cases. Uh, like uh, there was a day last week where they had over 3,800 cases that, you know, 3,800 3, new cases. Uh, hospital visits, including ICU and also ventilator use is rising in all states as well. There were 60, uh, sorry, over 600, sorry, there was over 65,000 hospitalizations uh, at some point last week. That was the highest ever um, recorded. California, the second state after Texas to pass a million cases. Uh, so this is crazy. Again, not everybody is dying from it, but people seem to be catching it. And like I said, there's some difficulties right now with the testing. And they still haven't come out with a, you know, a proper vaccine yet. So. I guess to be careful. Now, this is some funny stats here. 
less than 50% of Americans would actually stay at home if there's another, you know, shutdown uh, was in order, uh, if another shutdown was in order. But again, despite, you know, them being more worried than ever because 60, 61% of the same people feel that things are getting worse. That's up from 40% in April. So people don't want to stay at home, but people are worried. I don't get people. I don't. I, I mean, again, this is where numbers are like crazy. Is that really true? Fifty percent of Americans don't want to stay at home, but over fifty percent of people are worried about what's going on. They they feel like things are getting worse. Why do you think things are getting worse? Just take a just take a good guess. Maybe because you're not at home. I don't know. <laughs> like you should be, or more often. I mean, come on. I mean, as much as we say we love our families, we we want to be introverts. We want to take time away from from the hustle and bustle of society. This was our chance of doing a lot of y'all losing your minds because of it. Maybe y'all are addicted. Maybe you guys are addicted to some of this stuff. Did you ever think about it? Did you ever stop and think, maybe I'm addicted to shopping. Maybe I'm addicted to going to these stores. Because think about, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, I don't want to get into all that. Now, drug dealer Pfizer. Yeah, I'm going to call them a d- drug dealer because that's who they are. They're going to call them a pharmaceutical company. No, they're a drug dealer. That's what the pharmaceuticals do. Sorry. I said it. No shocker, though. Drug dealer Pfizer said they have a vaccine that can be 90% effective against the virus. Uh, it require it will require two separate doses. They expect to have 50 million doses ready by the end of this year. They're just trying to cash in. They're they're saying it's going to be free, but again, this is the thing. They're gonna uh, they're gonna go up to 1.3 billion doses available by 2021. So again, I think they're gonna cash out. When they get to the billion, when they start putting out a billion, they're going to start charging for that. Sorry. They, it's, it's about profit. Y'all can say what you want. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Moving on. Let's just get along. Let's just move along from Corona. I know people feel what they're going to feel about it. They don't believe in it. It's not real. It is real. Some people take it too seriously. They got to yell at you. You don't have a mask on. They're going to yell at you for wearing a mask. Get about my face. I'm going to wear a mask. And as soon as I'm done what I got to do, I'm taking my black ass home because I'm not going to be out all day. So get up out my face with all that shit. I, I, and I'm glad. See, this is the point of my life where I'm glad I'm pretty tall. I'm six foot four. And I'm like over 200 pounds. So it's like I don't get a lot of shit. Um, people might want to give me some attitude. They're like, eh, you know, whatever. They don't really say too much shit. I see people get hella shit. They start. I don't know. They, uh People are you losing their mind? They losing they they getting really bold with their disrespect to people. Y'all notice that that's that, coronavirus has brought a lot of nasty elements from people out. I'm starting to see it. People, I mean, there's a lot of things that you're learning from this too. I mean, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy times, but revealing times. That's the big thing. Uh, now we got some fallout from the Republicans, of course. Why not? They're pretty much mad about uh, the election results. We knew this. Um, it's no surprise the Democrats are really sad about what happened last time. Uh, the Republicans, they're refusing to, you know, accept that they lost. Hey, same thing. Um, now, Trump and uh, many Republican supporters alike have not taken, like I said, they're not taking the election results lightly. You got Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Uh, he's trying to lead a $1 million investigation into voter fraud, uh, voter fraud despite Biden losing in that state by about 650,000 votes. Uh, he goes on to say, I support President Trump's efforts to identify voter fraud, uh, sorry, yeah, voter fraud in the presidential election and his commitment to making sure that every legal vote is counted and every illegal vote is disqualified. First and foremost, uh, in terms of these mail-in ballot, ballots, 
You won't even get in the mail-in ballots. Uh, nobody got a mail-in ballot that wasn't already a registered voter. So there you go. A lot of that voter fraud shit is, is you know, false. And uh, even if they wanted to go there, I'm pretty sure that that happened. That if, if it was some type of ghost, you know, adding a ghost to the register or a dead body or whatever, I'm pretty sure both sides might have done that. So let's not really mudsling. This is coming from the same side that asked the whole foreign country to conduct a legal, illegal, you know, an illegal investigation on would be the president elect. You know how I feel about him, the president elect. Anyways, but I'm just saying, you know, Republicans are full of shit still, and they don't like to lose, and they all mad. No evidence of voter fraud has been discovered because, again. It, Trust me, it's especially with this election, I think they did a lot of, I think a lot of states uh, made precautions for that. So I don't, all that voter fraud shit, I, I don't believe the hype. I'm sorry. Um, no evidence has been found, and lawsuits in jo uh, Georgia, Nevada uh, were all pretty much rescinded. I think in Pennsylvania, the same thing has happened. His legal team is pulling out of those suits. Yep, that recently happened, and in Arizona as well, because. There's no case. Now, Trump is in an act of political defiance. He has appointed new heads to the Pentagon. Uh, he's, you know, stymieing uh, certain information that's going to Biden in terms of, you know, coronavirus action and all that. But again, the more important thing right now, and they're not talking about, is what he's doing in the Pentagon. Like I said, uh, he's made some changes, including uh, hiring Anthony Tata as the head of the policy department. Uh, he's also brought in uh, Cash Patel. Uh, for uh, he's a former progressional, uh, sorry, a former congressional congressional aide for the Republican Party, and uh, he's going to be working, I believe, and it's one of those administrative, not an admin place, one of those higher up uh, places. Um, he's also, oh, he'll that's what his role will be. He'll be a congressional aide for the Pentagon, and also you have Admiral uh, Joseph Kernan. He'll be the undersecretary under, uh, of, sorry, he'll be the undersecretary of the under, of defense. Excuse me. Uh, so he's looking to put his cronies in there, looking to, you know, I don't know what his plans are. Um, other members, other changes include uh, the, um, sorry, such as the head of the nuclear secretary administration. Uh, she's gone. Uh, I think her name was uh, Catherine Haggerty. You also got uh, Gina Haspel, the CIA director. She was she was forced to resign. A bunch of crazy shit going on. Somebody's very mad. I don't like it. It's funny because guess what we have going on outside of this, y'all? Of course, you have Trump being petty, you have Trump being whatever, a petulant child. But this is the cold part. The Russians are right outside our coast. Yes, this is real. Don't think it's a joke. It's not a joke. Russia has been increasing their military uh, presence throughout the Arctic region, uh, more so around uh, the areas, uh, well, right up along close to the shorelines of uh, Alaska. That's what I'm saying. U.S. territory. They've been uh, conducting flying, uh, conducting flying missions like practice missions, test missions, bombers, fighter pilots have been sending their ships in our areas and our economic zones. They're interfering with our sea traffic. Uh, and this is all because, uh, of course, for those who may not know, the ice in the northern polar region is melting. So that's creating new sea trade routes. Russia's trying to dominate them. So they've been increasing uh, ever so slightly their presence within uh, the Arctic region. Uh, they also took uh, took control of a, of a, a military post 
300 miles away from Alaska's coast. Uh, they've recently come into contract, uh, come into contact with U.S. shipping and fishing ships, recently setting off a warning torpedo um, or missile. Look, y'all, I don't like this shit. Trump definitely. It, now I'm now I'm more, you know, more convinced than ever that Trump got help from Russia to win in 2016. Sorry, y'all. He's full of shit. He lit, he lit Russia militarized in our borders. That dude has jeopardized our safety. I don't like him. He needs to go to prison. Uh, recent encounters, like I said, they've gotten intense. They've gotten very intense with uh, Russian commanders uh, sternly warning, uh, not only just sitting off the setting off, like I said, the warning shots, but actually more more than ever telling fishing shipping commercial ships from the from the u.s to go another route to change their routes this is very this is very crazy because there's also a republican senator from alaska that's recently warned trump about this and trump still ain't did nothing he's a sellout he's been a puppet this whole time i'm not surprised how would you not stand up for the american people i don't like this yeah yeah damn what a what a fucked up four years we just went through. What a fucked up four years we could have possibly had more of. I don't know. Wow. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take uh, a quick break. When we come back, we break it down. Like I said, all this stuff from this weekend in terms of football. Uh, let's start off with some college football. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. Just a little update on uh, the upon for the review, uh, the new edition of that. It looks like uh, Warner Brothers is being some real dicks right now, and they want to play those stupid ass games. Um, they decided to uh, block my initial upload because I used a specific scene, um, and they, you know, they said, "Oh, use this this scene," and they so I edited it out. And I came back, uploaded it again. Now they're talking about, oh, it's a whole different scene. We're not going to still block it. So they want to play little stupid-ass games. Uh, look, if you want to know my opinion about Batman Forever, um, I might have to do it on another occasion here. Uh, but just long story short, really decent movie. Doesn't hold up over time. Um, Riddler was an issue for me overrated to me when I look at it on further review or as I get older Val Kimmel was an underrated Batman that's pretty much the gist of what I wanted to go into but since Warner Brothers wants to act like little bitches wants to be all you know iffy about this and again I'm pretty sure all the content creators have to deal with this it's either some type of claim or blocked or whatever um, you know this is the first time I ever had a video all the way completely blocked I have one that's partially blocked uh, but I made another, uh, another well, re-uploaded that, re-edited that one because my white chicks review. I have two versions of that one. One is partially blocked, 
you can't see it in America, but you can see it in other in other, other other places. No real difference in that one, other than other than the exception of you actually have the complete scene, the car scene in that one, and in the upload, the re-edited one, you don't really have that. It's you know I'm talking over or something like that, but you know. And usually when I get like a little copyright claim, it's just to, to tell me, hey, you know, this is ours, blah, 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 blah. I don't get monetized for it. So, again, I haven't even stressed, you know, you guys donate or anything like that because I don't even trip about it like that. I'm just more so trying to get my name out there. So I'm not even tripping about y'all, um, you know, donating or what's getting monetized, what's, what's not. I would just rather you guys, you know, see it, you know. And I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you some, you know, 15 minute 20 minute video with mostly still images just because Warner Brothers is tripping and I don't want to do that because that's not a quality video I'm not going to give you guys pictures and just gifts and just whatever I'm going to give you some scenes I'm going to try to give you some you know clips as much as I can you know that's not a, again it's not a video if you're just looking at still images so you know they make it hard for us uh, but for the most part it, it I think it's specifically just this experience so far that I've had Everywhere else is just like, hey, it's a copyright claim. Again, your video can't be monetized. But it's no, even, I mean, I've even, you know, unknowingly taken actual uh, NBA trans, you know, broadcast, trans, you know, broadcast, broadcast. Uh, my last sports stories segment um, referring to the Lakers. Um, and, you know, I didn't get anything back from that other than, hey, this is our content. You can't monetize. So it's just, it's really from what I'm, from what I'm going to take from my understanding is that it's just all the copyright owners um, decision they decided they wanted to completely block my video twice look I'm not gonna put myself with too many changes I'm quite frustrated because again it is one of my favorite movies um, but look I have to get to it at a later time um, sorry guys but with that being said I'm still gonna be working on my store my sports stories uh, referring to Brian Potter my second installment of that course murder drama down in miami dade county uh we're gonna be talking about that so don't worry it ain't discouraging me just just frustrating to say the least but again this is this is what comes with what i do right uh this is what i asked for so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna trip too hard about it i'm gonna focus on this tonight and get through this uh, again um, we're just going to keep pushing forward. Let's talk some college football, of course. Another week is in the books. Uh, we are going to get through the top 25, but let's talk about how, a little bit how we got here. Let's get through some scores from over the weekend. Of course, we got some news to talk about as well. Uh, things started off for week 11 in the college football world on Friday night uh, with number seven, Cincinnati, getting it done against East Carolina. 55-17 to 17 was the final score there. Uh, Cincinnati remains undefeated at 7-0. and East Carolina moves to 1-6. and six. Uh, a struggling uh, East, a struggle this year for East Carolina. For ECU, they were led by Holton Ehlers. Uh, under center, he would go 9 of 20 again, a struggle, 87 yards through the air, and three interceptions. Keaton Mitchell would be the leading rusher. He would have 124 yards on the ground, a touchdown as well. And uh, Rajai Harris would also have 84 rushing yards as well with a, with a touchdown. And defensively, the Pirates got help from Juan Powell. He would be the leading tackler. He would have eight. Cincinnati, uh, Offensively was led by Desmond Ritter. Ritter excuse me, their quarterback would go for uh, would go 24-31 for 327 yards. He would also have three touchdowns. He would also uh, be tied for the team's lead in rushing uh, with 75 yards. He would have a touchdown there as well. Uh, Cameron Cameron Young would have 75 yards as well in a touchdown. 
Uh, he also got 54 yards from Jerome Ford. Also two touchdowns. Uh, wide receiver uh, Trey Tucker with that four catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown to team's leading receiver. Uh, Michael Young and Jason, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Jayshon Jackson, uh, the two receivers with that receiving touchdowns as well. And defensively, the Bearcats got help from linebacker uh, Darian Beavers. He did have eight total tackles and also Ty, uh, I think that's Ty Fawson, four total tackles in the sack, and also safety James Wiggins. Five total tackles from him and also an interception. And altogether, Cincinnati will get to the quarterback a lot. Getting uh, four total sacks, a bunch of quarterback hits, a lot of pressure on ECU. Again, ECU is having an off year. They're not one of those powerhouses anyways. Again, an easy win for Cincinnati. I don't think the uh, committee, the playoff committee is going to, you know, ride that super hard and kind of push them up. This is not, I don't think that's going to elevate them. Um, we are going to take a look at the top 25 real quick. Uh, but again, it's another win. All right. So let's move on uh, to what all the action we had on Saturday. Uh, first up, uh, we got Middle Tennessee taking a big time loss to number 15, Marshall. 42 to 14 was the final square. Number 12, Miami gets it done by one point against Virginia Tech in the ACC. Uh, seven and one is their total record right now. They're also six and one in conference play. Virginia Tech is four and four, uh, and they're also four and three in the conference. For Miami, they were led by De'Ara King. He would go 24-38 for 255 yards. He would throw a touchdown. Uh, you also have a rushing touchdown as well. Cameron Harris was the leading uh, was the leading rusher uh, for Miami with 63 yards and also a touchdown. Uh, the leading receiver for the Hurricanes was Daquan Wiggins with eight catches and 106 yards. Mark Pope would have four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. And defensively, uh, sorry, defensively linebacker Gilbert Frierson will lead the way. Eight total tackles and two sacks. Defensive lineman Jalen Phillips would have eight total tackles as well. Also have two and a half sacks. And defensive back to Corey Couch would have five total total tackles. Excuse me, and an interception for Virginia Tech. Hinden uh, Hooker, of course, got the starter quarterback, 19-29, 202 yards. He would throw an interception. Uh, he would be the team's leading rusher with 59 yards and also a touchdown. Running back Jalen Holston would have 36 yards, I believe, in two, uh, two touchdowns. Wide receiver Trey Turner would have five, uh, five catches and 86 yards. Linebacker Dax Holyfield would have 13 tackles a sack and a tackle for loss. And defensive lineman Jared Hewitt would have five total tackles and two and a half sacks. Let's move on. We got number six, uh, number six Florida getting a win against Arkansas, 63 to 35. We got uh, number 10 Indiana shutting out uh, Michigan State, 24 to zip. Uh, we got Oregon getting it getting it done against Washington, 43 to 29. Uh, we also got number 13 um sorry number 13 Wisconsin blowing out Michigan 49 to 11 uh also we got Tulsa they took another loss this time uh this weekend another upset loss here to uh, sorry SMU takes another upset loss here uh this time to Tulsa 28 to 24 here uh was the final score here uh for SMU they are 7 and 2 4 and 2 in conference play Tulsa remains undefeated in conference play and they are just 4-1 overall. For SMU, of course, Shane Buchel will lead the way for them. 18-36 for 200 yards, even a uh, touchdown and an interception. Ulysses Bentley will be the leading rusher. He would have 103 yards, also a touchdown. Wide receiver, wide receiver Denny 
Uh, Denny Gray would have eight catches and 93 yards, and tight end Kylan Grinson, sorry, Tylen, sorry, Kylan Granson would have a receiving touchdown. Linebacker Delano Robinson would have nine total tackles and a tackle for loss, and defensive back Brandon Crossley would have an interception. For Tulsa, uh, quarterback Zach Smith would go 26 to 38 for 325 yards. He would have three touchdowns, but he would throw one pick. Running back uh, T.K. Wilkerson would have 94 rushing yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Kalon Stokes would have eight catches for 102 yards. Uh, John, uh, Josh, Josh Johnson would have eight catches for 101 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, linebacker Justin Wright would have nine total tackles and a tackle for loss. And linebacker Zayden Collins would have six total tackles and an interception. Moving on, uh, Notre Dame does not get the big win uh, hangover. Uh, they beat Boston College, one of their rivals. Uh, number two remains the same. 45-31 to is the final score for Notre Dame. Number 20, USC gets it done against Arizona. 30-34, to we got Western Carolina taking an L to Liberty in a big way. 58-14, of course, Liberty is in the top 25 at 22. We got Louisiana getting it done against South Alabama. And finally, uh, to round out the top 25, we got number 23 getting it done against, sorry, number 23 Northwestern getting it done against Purdue 27-20. to uh, Northwestern remains undefeated at 4-0. Purdue moves to 2-1 for Northwestern. Peyton, uh, Peyton Ramsey will go 23-36 for 212 yards. He would throw three touchdowns. He would have an interception. I believe he would give up a fumble as well. Isaiah Bowser was a leading rusher with just 27 yards there. Five receiver Ramald Chiao Cal Bauman would have, man, that's whew, another interesting name there. Eight receptions, 86 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, linebacker Chris Bergen would have nine total tackles. And also defensive lineman Echo Leota would have two sacks. Uh, for, for Purdue, uh, quarterback Aiden O'Connell would go 28 of 51 for 263 yards and also two touchdowns. Running back Xander Horvath, I think that's how you pronounce that one, 21 yards from him. <clears throat> he would be the team's leading receiver with nine catches and 100 yards. Tight end Garrett Miller and also wide receiver Milton Wright would have receiving touchdowns. And defensively, Derek Barnes would have 14 touchdowns. And it's uh, 14, 14 touchdowns, sorry, <clears throat> 14 touchdowns, 14 total tackles, also two and a half tackles for loss. Linebacker Demarcus Mitchell would have five total tackles as well as three total ta sorry three tackles for loss. Um, as far as some news is concerned, uh, the biggest takeaway is um, well this weekend there was a lot of games canceled due to coronavirus. Uh, if we go back to the Pac-12, uh, I think we had Cal UCLA being canceled. Uh, there was some talk about it possibly being moved to another day, or at least Cal playing even Sunday against Washington. I think Washington ended up playing anyways, but again, a whole string of Pac-12 games did get canceled. Uh, like I said, uh, Air, oh, it was Arizona State and Cal. Uh, for Arizona State, a couple players uh, will get uh, will test positive. Even the head coach, Herman Edwards, will uh, test positive as well. Uh, this is a quote coming from Arizona State's AD, Ray Anderson. He said, in the past few days, uh, sorry, in the past few days, uh, the test, re test results included a number of positive cases, including multiple student athletes and coaching staff. He also went on to say, uh, this put our team below the Pac-12's minimum threshold of 53 available scholarship student athletes. Uh, and that's under the 
the sorry under the Pac-12's cancellation policy. So you have to have 53 scholarship players available to, available to play um, for a game. And apparently they didn't have that. Of course, their head coach was out. I mean, why would you want to play? So with that being said, though, there is some cause for concern, right? Again, it's all weird because, again, uh, Stanford – uh, in Oregon, of course, we heard about Stanford having some drama last week with some players testing positive. Well, guess what? Uh, the quarterback in question, David Mills, that had to, you know, the main uh, person that had to stay out, uh, was actually ended up, uh, well, his testing ended up coming up inconclusive. He's also returned to campus, and all of his testing has ended up being negative. So it, it could be said that maybe he wasn't necessarily positive. Uh, this also led to a couple other uh, starters being out as well. And I think that's including defensive end yeah, Troy LeBounty, also wide receiver Connor Washington. Uh, again, Mills had not tested uh, positive since coming back to campus, leaving his initial test to be inconclusive. Again, so there is some crazy stuff there that did uh, cost Stanford a lot because the quarterbacks that they were able to suit up on Saturday night, well, last Saturday night, will just go 16 to 26 for 216 yards. Of course, in a loss at Oregon. So again, it's very. I, I mean, I'm I'm telling people right, two people right now, it's out there. It could possibly be real, or whatever. But don't let it don't let it kill you because again, I, I, it's weird because that doesn't seem like the science is all there. It doesn't seem like everything is all official or you know things are inconclusive and uh, it's just it's just something that i i'm not going to lose too much sleep over uh but let's move uh finish everything off uh, for college football let's go to the top 25 at number 25 we have tulsa i think they are making a reappearance at the top 25 uh they are currently four and one off of that victory against smu aka southern methodist university they are second in the conference they are first in the division they are 27th in total defense with only 27 points allowed per game so pretty decent again i don't think this team makes too much of a big jump right now uh they still got to make it to the, the conference championship game you pretty much know uh that cincinnati is going to be the leader there in the western division so there you go got that matchup or actually in an eastern division excuse me so we got that matchup so at number 24 we have louisiana they are currently seven and one at number 23 we have auburn at four and two at number 22 we have texas at five and two at number 21 we just talked about them we have liberty they are still undefeated at eight and oh at number 20 we have usc at number 19 we have northwestern uh they are four and oh so it moved up a few spots at number 18 we have oklahoma at number 17 we have iowa state at five and two uh oklahoma is five and two as well number 16 we have coastal carolina at seven and oh two back-to-back teams here at number 15 we have marshall at seven and oh as well at number 13 we have georgia now georgia is down another spot from last week of course at last uh the last time they were in action uh we saw them getting blown out by florida uh now they're 22nd in scoring defense they're fourth against the run they only give up about 82 yards a game uh their dbs or their defensive backs eric Stokes and also Richard LeCount the third are tied for the conference leader interceptions uh, with three. Uh, now Stokes has also returned two of these interceptions for touchdowns. So again, they're I mean they can get some turnovers. Uh, they can stop the run. It's just one of their biggest issues is their quarterback play. Stetson Bennett is I think he has a touchdown to interception ratio of eight to six. 
just makes a lot of mistakes, and that's one of their biggest things. They have a they have a solid running game as well. They have like a three the three headed monster out there with Zamir White uh, as one of their backs. So I mean, they have they have a pretty solid running game. They have a decent, well, really good defense, but quarterback play it's not working for them this year. Uh, we're getting close to the top ten. At number twelve, we have Miami, who is seven and one. At number eleven, we have Oregon, still undefeated at two and zero. Oh. Their season is still young. At number ten, we have Wisconsin at two and zero. Oh. At number nine, we have Indiana at number at four and zero. Oh. They are tied for the conference lead with Northwestern. Northwestern, of course, uh, but one of their starting linebacker, Thomas Allen, uh, he uh, has eight total tackles again on this season. Had two tackles last week in the win over Michigan State. Uh, he will he will be missing the rest of the season with a hip injury that will require a surgery. Uh, but as far as that goes, Indiana has a 19th best defense in the nation, 18th against the rush. Uh, defensive back Reese Taylor is third in the conference in solo tackles with 11. So again, uh, there's some there's some things to be said about this team defensively. I believe uh, Penix, uh, that's how you pronounce his name, Michael Penix. Remember what we were saying about his name last week? Don't make fun of it. Don't be silly. That's why I can actually pronounce Penix, y'all. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to just sit back and just uh, figure out how these people say their name and just come back and just be blowing y'all minds away. But anyways, uh, Michael Penix, of course, is the leader of this team offensively. I think over 1,000 yards so far. He is, I believe, the leader in passing yards in the conference. Don't hold me to that. I think, yes, he is. He's the leader in passing yards in the conference. So, again, um, both sides of the ball, Indiana, is seeming to be working out. They're definitely catching people off guard at this point in the year. I don't know how long this keeps up. They're going to, of course, have to play uh, Ohio State at some point, right? Uh, So, let's move on. To number eight, we have BYU, another undefeated team at 8-0. Uh, they're led by their quarterback, Zach Wilson. Uh, he's actually, uh, I believe it's second in the FBS or third in the FBS in total yards uh, with 2,511. Uh, he's also top 10 in ra- uh, rating as well with 199.7, actually top five. I want to say he's fifth in rating as well. I think he's actually third in passing yards and fifth in rating. I hope that's right. And the Cougars also have a balanced team in general. They're eighth in offense, and they're also sixth in defense. So, again, Another solid team. They don't play in a conference, so they're just kind of playing whoever's on the schedule. So they get a good mix of different teams. Uh, I don't know if that's enough to push them to the, the playoff right now uh, with who they have in the top four spots. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but at number seven, we have Cincinnati, of course, 7-0. and oh. At number six, we have Florida at 5-1. and one. At number five, we have Texas A&M. Uh, they are five and one on the outside looking in. At number four, we have Clemson at seven and one. At number three, we have Ohio again undefeated uh, at three and zero. Oh. Notre Dame is undefeated at eight and zero. Oh. And finally, at number one, Alabama. They are six and zero oh as well. All right, y'all. We're gonna uh, take another quick break, and when I come back, I'll be wrapping everything up with some NFL action. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. I'm back 
I'm going to wrap this up tonight. Uh, let's get into some NFL, starting off with some news. And uh, it looks like Drew Brees is hurt again. He's going to be missing some time. Uh, he recently, in some recent medical reports, they have shown uh, that he suffered multiple rib fractures on both sides of the chest and a collapsed right lung. A collapsed right lung, y'all. The amount of time he will miss is to be determined. Uh, what they're saying, it should be about two to three weeks. Be honest with y'all. If I'm Breeze, at this point, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's late 30s, right? He's already had two significant seasons of injuries. He's already got his Super Bowl. We know he's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to keep it real with you. I wait. If this team is making a, a, a run at the playoffs, I'll come back maybe week 15 or something like that. If not, I say fuck it. And this might be, this should be his last hurrah. I mean, how how much how much more do y'all, you and that whole generation, you and Ben Roethlisberger, he got some knee issues going. He may or may not play this week. We'll see what happens. I think he played last week. But it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how much more he got left in the tank, honestly, especially like Drew. He's been through a lot, a lot. The Saints are currently, well, they were 5-0 last year with Teddy Bridgewater under center. Uh, this year's going to be a little bit different uh, because, of course, they got backup James Winston so far this year. Uh, he's has his 75 yards on 63% completion uh, percentage, and he went 6-10 last week. Uh, you also got Taysom Hill as well, who has 86 passing yards. He also he's a gadget, uh, sorry, a gadget guy with 186 yards from him and also a touchdown. Um, as far as uh, what they're looking for in the future, I'm hearing Taysom. I could personally say either one of them, honestly, because um, I think I mean, say what people are gonna say what they want about Taysom. I'm not buying him as a passer, and I think he can make some plays running the ball, but I don't think they've they've done it enough, honestly. I think they could kind of fix, you know put him into that offense a little bit more, even more so now with Drew not being around for a few weeks. This will be a good chance to see uh, which of these quarterbacks can step up. Honestly, if I'm if I'm um if I'm if I'm New Orleans, I'm looking to possibly draft a, a quarterback. I think at this point, um, because I don't I don't see any of those guys really being a starter right now, either Jason or, uh, sorry, James Winston or Taysom Hill. Both of those guys, I feel, have some very serious flaws. I haven't seen Jameis work through those enough. I haven't seen him with enough starting time this year or playing time this year. Taysom, you already kind of know what you're going to give him. He is the gadget guy. He is the guy that they're going to kind of put in there and make him do little you know, plays. But they don't give him enough, you know, a lot of those touches. He's been in the league for about three years, and he just has four touchdowns. It's like a touchdown a year. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining somebody who fits in the offense that way, who they want to do things like that with, should at least have two to three or four touchdowns a year. Uh, he should have four a year. He should be having, I mean, he should. He has 184 yards rushing at this point in the season. He should be having, you know, at least 
300, 500 yards, if that's what your commitment is to do with him. You know, it's just like, you know, we just kind of put him in here. We kind of put him in there. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting spot uh, for the Saints right now. They do have two. Well, they have, uh, like I said, he could be, well, Breeze could be gone for three weeks. In that time, they play Atlanta twice, and they also face Denver on the road. So it's not like it's a it's not a winnable schedule with the defense that they have. They have a solid enough running game uh, with uh, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Uh, they have some receivers there as well. So it's not like it's it's not impossible. Uh, but just with who, who's going to be starting, who's going to do what in terms of the quarterback? I think that's the biggest question for them right now. Uh, so hopefully. If I'm Drew, I'm going to take some time to really get my mind together, do some soul-searching, some self-reflection, and I'm getting ready for one last playoff run if they're still in the mix. That'll be me. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about DeAndre Baker. And uh, the hate is real out there, y'all. Watch who your peoples are. The reason why I say this is because originally we talked about him earlier this year in a robbery situation. Uh I don't think all the, the facts were all the way out. Uh, and uh, it turns out that, uh, like I said, he was originally charged in May for multiple counts, including robbery with a firearm and aggravated assault. Now, all charges have officially been dropped because the prosecutors are outlining an extortion plot here. And they said a scheme related to soliciting a cash payment on behalf of of the three men in exchange for altered testimony. So what I'm saying, what I'm seeing here, what I'm trying, what I'm gathering, and uh, what my to the best of my comprehension is saying is, uh, DeAndre Baker and his partner uh, Quentin Dunbar, uh, who also who's currently playing uh, for the Seahawks, didn't do anything. But there was a cash payment to be paid out to these witnesses. Well, well, what the well, yeah, that you know to switch that story up. Or, or maybe even they were trying to. I, maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe it's more so they're trying. They were trying to extort uh, DeAndre into making making them change their statements about what went on. I think that's what it was actually. Their lawyer, the three victims, the three supposed victims, uh, their lawyer was recently arrested for this plot. And it just goes to show you got to watch where you go, watch what you're doing. You know, it is crazy because, again, you know, it, it just reflects on us. You know what I say when I see something like this, right? Black lives matter, don't they? Jeez, like, I mean, we'll set each other up for for anything, for some money. That's ridiculous, yo. Like, I'm glad um, DeAndre is out of this situation and I actually apologize if I judged him too critically before having all this information. Now that's ridiculous. You know, that's his livelihood. He could have went to prison, you know, all because of some BS, some bullshit, some motherfuckers still trying to play street game. And that's some old bitch. That's, that's some bitch shit. You know, honestly, they supposed to be from the get the hood, and they supposed to be all hard. That's not how you play. I mean, all we talk about all the snitching. Don't snitch. Don't snitch. To lie to the Fed, to lie to the op. Like that's that's even worse. Like that's cold blooded. I'm glad the boy is out of the situation, and I hope he uh, gets a job soon because that's ridiculous. And I hope he gets a chance again at some generational wealth because that's what we need right now. And there's too many out there 
too many of us out there that's willing to take it from somebody. That's bull, yo. That that when I read this, it, it was like, what the fuck? You know, because I kind of felt like when I when I originally heard the story and I was hearing about the witnesses not really cooperating as much, I was like, oh, there could be some shit there. I didn't want to just instantly say, oh, man, you know, but when instantly I started hearing about them not cooperating, them not having no question, you know, answering the questions, I was like, uh, we'll see what happens in, in, in due time. And I'm just glad the bro, the bro's out of trouble. That's the big thing. Let's move on to the scores from the weekend. Uh, we got the Browns taking out the Texans in an ugly, in an ugly fashion. Ten to seven was the final score there. We got the Giants winning against the Eagles, twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, I believe actually that's the other way around, twenty-seven to seventeen for the the, the Eagles. I believe. Sorry, guys. Uh, we got the Washington football team taking another loss to the Lions, thirty to twenty-seven. We got the Packers beating the Jaguars, twenty-four to twenty. We got the Dolphins beating the Chargers, twenty-nine to twenty-one. Uh, we got the Broncos, whoo, yep, taking another loss here to my Raiders. My Raiders, they just keep moving. That's what they do. Thirty-seven to twelve was the final score uh, for the Broncos. Drew Locke, terrible, twenty-three of forty-seven, two hundred and fifty-seven yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would have four picks. He would lose a fumble, so five total turnovers from one person. Ha 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 ha. Actually, I got a lot. I got some love for the for the Broncos. So I'm not gonna just gonna rub it in on them like that. I always had love for John Elway. He's my first ever favorite quarterback. So you know, but still, when y'all play the Raiders, of course I'm rooting for the Raiders. They beat that ass. 46 rushing yards from Melvin Gordon. Jerry Judy was the leading receiver with four catches and 68 yards. Uh, let's see, Deshaun Hamilton would have a receiving receiving touchdown. And linebacker Alexander Johnson was a leading tackler. He would have 12. For the Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr, not a great game from him. 16 to 25, 159 yards, 154 yards, excuse me. Game manager mode. No interceptions, no touchdowns. Josh Jacobs would have uh, 112 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Booker, remember we talked about him last week. I know what I'll be talking about. Didn't I talk about him last week? I'm telling you, man. I know what I'll be saying. 81 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, eight total tackles and an interception. Linebacker Nicholas Morrow and Max Crosby would have sacks. I like how you spell that with two X's. Max. Fool, Max. Stop. Stop. Nope. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it tonight. No. Jeff Heath would have two interceptions. Taking the Cowboys, what they called, they little, they didn't want them no more. Well, we took him. He's a he's an interception machine. Yep, I said it. Machine. The Bills. Uh, they come up short against the Cardinals, thirty to twenty-two. The Cardinals are six and three. The Bills are seven and three. For the Bills, Josh Allen, of course, will lead the way offensively, thirty-two of forty-nine, two hundred eighty-four yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He would have. He will be the team's leading rusher with thirty-eight yards, and he would have a receiving touchdown. Go figure. A quarterback. But it happens. Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley would have 11 receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs would have 10 receptions and 93 yards and a touchdown. Linebacker A.J. Klein would lead the way defensively. He would have 11 total tackles and a sack. Defensive back Teron Johnson would have nine total tackles, two for loss, a sack. And uh, Jordan Poyer, the safety, would have an interception. For the Cardinals, Kyler Murray will lead the way for them. Uh, going 22 or 32 with 245 yards. 
he would have uh, a touchdown interception, and he would lead the way. Well, actually, he would have 61 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Keegan Drake would be the team's leading rusher with 100 yards. DeAndre Hopkins would have seven seven catches for 127 yards and a touchdown. Buda Baker would have nine total tackles, and Patrick Peterson and Drake Kirkpatrick will bring in some interceptions. Uh, finally, well, in terms of the games that I'm going to cover tonight, the Seahawks get the best of the Rams, 23 of 16. Uh, they're both 6-3 and three right now. So look at that NFC West right now. Uh, Seahawks, uh, for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson will go 22 of 37 for 248 yards. He would throw two interceptions, no touchdowns. He would lose a fumble, so three total turnovers. He would lead the team in rushing with 60 yards. Uh, running back Alex Collins would have two rushing touchdowns. Sorry, a rushing touchdown. Uh, Tyler Rock, Tyler, I'm going to say Tyler Rocket. <laughs> Tyler Lockett will be the team's leading receiver with 66 yards. Uh, defensive back DJ Reed Jr. would have 10 total tackles. Uh, the Rams, Jared Goff, 302 passing yards. whoop de doo He had a 52.4 quarterback rating. Don't believe the hype. His metrics is garbage. His metrics is... I'm telling you like this. Jared Goff... Like, you have some quarterbacks or you have some players in leagues, right, that the people that are, you know, that in the players and athletes that, you know, they have the eye test, right? You have those type of people. Like, oh, man, he plays well. Forget the stats. I know he plays well. Then you have the stat heads, right, including the little metric people. His metrics ain't all that. His metrics is ugly. His points per minute and all that boo-boo is whatever. Jared Goff. He looks ugly when he plays, and his numbers look ugly. I'm sorry. He's both. Cam Akers would be the leading rusher with 38 yards. Daryl Henderson would have a rushing touchdown. Malcolm Brown would have two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Rob receiver Josh Reynolds would have eight receptions for 94 yards. Linebacker Michael Kaiser would have 12 total tackles. Leonard Floyd uh, out there doing his thing. Three sacks in a fumble recovery. Uh, all <laughs> recovery. Uh, we also got L.A. forcing six total tax, six total sacks. Again, that defensive line is all over the place. They're monsters. Aaron Donald didn't do nothing. I don't even know if he was healthy. I looked at his stats. He didn't do nothing. Maybe he just didn't play. Uh, Darius Williams, the defensive back, would have two interceptions as well. So, again, turnovers from the Rams, good defense from the Rams. And I would not be so worried about the Seahawks right now. They're okay. Um, I'm more so worried about a team like the Patriots. Sorry about the team like the Ravens, who lost to the Patriots 23 to 17. That's me. We got the Steelers beating up on the, the Bengals, which I'm not surprised about 36 to 10. We got the Saints beating the, uh, the Niners 27 to 13. I'm gonna tell you like this. It's funny when the Niners lose because you see how bad they're doing right now. One bad year they come out, and this is the cold part because it's not even that. Not even that they suck is that they're wide and bad or anything like that. Not even coaching or nothing like that. It's just the fact that they don't, I mean, they have hella injuries. They have hella people out because of that and COVID. So y'all mad about something that y'all can't even control, not even the players and all that. Like, Niner fans are so mad right now. They want to get rid of Jimmy G. They want to start all the way. They want to blow it up and start over again. Like, this shit is so funny to me. It's like, and it, this is how you know. You got a question sometimes. You see how Niner fans is just so quiet right now. The only time they do any talking is when they want to talk about the Raiders. They don't even really. They talk about when they win. Sometimes they talk about when they win and all that. But if you ever call them out when they lose, first thing they gonna talk about is we got five Super Bowls. First of all, we're not in the '90s no more. 
The last one came in 96. We're out of the 80s. Let it go. Joe Montana, don't, he's not around. Let it go. You guys suck right now. And a lot of it has to do with COVID and injuries. Not necessarily your fault. I like to rub it in because a lot of y'all talk shit about the Raiders. Like, it's like y'all don't even talk shit half the time when y'all win. Y'all just sit around. Y'all wait for the Raiders to lose or talk. That's what it seemed like sometimes. They just be like, yes, y'all need to eat this. Eat these L's. Eat the L. Embrace it. Maybe you'll come back better. But it's not Jimmy's fault. He ain't got no receivers. Your running game. Your running game is like, oh, let's just pick and let's just plug and play whoever. It don't work like that forever. You ain't gonna win a Super Bowl by plugging in and playing all type of running back. No, 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 no. You gonna need an all star there. You need an all star quarterback. You need all at least one all star receiver. Stop being an elitist. Stop being an elitist, Shanahan. It's like San Francisco. It's like your city. It's a city full of elitists. That's why y'all got your hands up your ass, getting your ass whooped. I like it. <laughs> Sometimes I just sit back and laugh. Because now they want to say all the things like, get rid of Jimmy G. Just a year ago, you was so happy. Jimmy G did. Jimmy did that. He young. He's fresh. Derek Carr overrated. Now y'all talking about, get rid of Jimmy G. He suck. He did. He ain't got no receivers. Stop being mad at him. Stop being like that. Take y'all L's. Respect y'all team. That's what y'all supposed to do. See, show y'all. Just to show y'all, that's the type of fan they are. See? They all quiet. They not talking shit about the Raiders. They quiet. See that? See? Look at them. Quiet. Watch. Watch. They're going to be quiet till we lose again. They, gonna be, they ain't going to come out the cut. All right, you see that? Raiders suck. Raiders garbage. Shut the hell up. Y'all even have a winning record right now. I don't want to hear it. Finally, uh, Monday night, the Vikings beat the Bears 19-13. to The only good thing about this game was Adam Thielen got me some fantasy points, and I got the fantasy win. Yes, I like it. That's all he did was get two touchdown passes. He only had like 43 yards on the night, but that's all I needed. He gave me like, what, 19, 18 points fantasy? I'll take it. Bears trash. Oh, um, Nick Foles got injured. He had to get caught off the field. They in trouble. That's all I'm say. Yeah, y'all. Y'all know what it is. All right, y'all. I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. As far as what else I got going on, like I said, I got the frustration dealing with. Well, I wouldn't call it frustration at this point. But I'm um, dealing with the issue uh, with the upon for the review. Batman Forever. That's up in the air for now. Uh, until then, look out for that sports stories. That should be coming out in about a couple days. Finally, I'm going to finish off with that. Uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, oh, I will be reviewing um, Buster Rhymes' new album. I got an old classic West Coast album I want to go through. That's not Snoop Dogg. That's not Tupac. That's not even E-40. So don't even go there. Just wait on it. And then I'll have that for the podcast as well. Um, as far as other stuff, of course, I want to get into the NBA news. I know uh, Harden is talking about going to the the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, man. Ugh, oh, just overrated, overrated, overrated people. The three overrated people together. I said what I, I said what I said, and we gonna talk more about it when I get to it. So it's a lot. Like I keep saying, I just keep getting busy and busier. I'm trying to take this thing to the next level. I'm gonna get a new phone soon. Uh, then you'll be seeing more of my. Actually, I don't even need a phone to be really doing the social media stuff. So just look out for some some social media posts and see my presence there. Sorry, more on the uh, Instagram. 
more than just a post about what's going on. Oh, I just released a new episode. So look out for some other stuff. I'm trying to do that. It's a little bit easier with a phone, but I can do it here on my laptop too. That's what it's here for. So look out for that type of stuff. Um, as far as um, getting in contact with me, of course, uh, you got my Instagram, Jamal 791 E-L-J-A-M-A-H-791. Once again, Jamal 791 E-L-J-A-M-A-H-791. Also, the Facebook page as well, Jamal Johnny, E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Just go in and put Jamal E-L-J-A-M-A-H. It'll take you there. Uh, that's where you can find me. Of course, um, look out for the, the YouTube channel. Of course, never out of bounds. Same name. Uh, again, uh, I got some few videos there. Check out my newest one, my sports stories. Uh, get my views up for that. Get some likes going for that one. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, 2020 LA Lakers. Please social support with that. Uh, I'm trying to get the views up for that one. Also, like I said, I'm working on the second one installment of that. And that's it, y'all. Um, peace out, one love. And if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Good night, y'all.